Welcome to December, ladies and gentlemen. It is with Sonar. I'm here with Tony. We got a good show for us today talking about demand, which, by the way, is up both on the truckload side and the intermodal side. We're talking about rates, where those are going. We're going to be forecasting rates here now until the end of the year. They're up. Come uh, stay tuned to figure out by how much and whether it's likely to stay or not. But, um, Tony, <clears throat> we got to talk about um, something else that's up right now. Are you say Hashtag Bitcoin. Bitcoin. It's one of my few muted words on Tony. X. Tony. Tony hates crypto, like <laughs> just like with a passion. Because I don't know, just fun. Just not about that, right? It's You're not not interested in having fun. Too too volatile, right? It's not like, that volatile. Like honestly, Nvidia is more volatile than Bitcoin at this point. Maybe. How do you but, feel about Nvidia? I mean, it it fee. It's a Bitcoin feeder, right? I mean, think about mining Bitcoin. What do you use? And what is like the big demand driver? Graphic cards from NVIDIA. So if NVIDIA's up, Bitcoin's up, that's what you're saying? Not necessarily, so but I do think it helps. Liquidate your 401k, go all in Bitcoin. That's I'm not saying. saying that. Nope. Nope. Financial <laughs> advice not, from Tony Mulvey. <laughs> you will not hear that from me. <laughs> That's right. Um, but no, it, it is up. Uh, we're getting a little bit, uh, obviously stock market's up, but now rates are kind of starting to inch their way up a little bit. Um, question is how much? We obviously just had Thanksgiving. We finally got the rebound from Thanksgiving, okay? So we're going to take a look at truckload volumes here in a second. It's always important. A few days after Thanksgiving, those volumes kind of lull a little bit as you know we kind of get our, our wheels spinning again, that demand's back up. Mm -hmm. And it was a big drop for Thanksgiving this year. I, I didn't think we were going to bounce all the way right back up, but we did. We're, at, we're actually looking pretty strong right now, in my opinion. Now, a lot of a lot of runway left in December for that to fall, and traditionally we do. Yeah, I mean, even in the best of times, it falls. And you, yeah. you, you think about why, from a shipper perspective, you most of the stuff that you're moving, especially if you're like retail heavy, is probably already in a location by now. Right. So to not, be, apart from like a like restocking inventory on retail or if it's like emergency deliveries, not a lot. Yeah, there's not just there's not a whole lot. There's not a lot of I mean construction and all of that slows down during this time because winter weather and the like. Reefer volumes are a little more steady, I guess, during the month. But right. I mean you even see them kind of decline a little. So overall seeing a decline in, in volumes is kind of expected during the the month. And the good news is when we bounce back, and we'll pull it up here, I mean, at the first chart looking at outbound tender volumes, I mean, it looks more similar to like where we were in 2021 than where we were in 2019 or 2022. So, I mean, I think you are seeing, I guess, some positive signs, at least from a demand perspective right now, uh, when you look at the market, because what, they're outbound tender volumes up like over 10% year over year right now. Yeah, at least say that's, it's pretty healthy yeah. from a demand perspective, at least. Yeah, very, very healthy indeed. Very healthy indeed. 
intermodal demands up as well. Ocean import demands up. So like that's we, the one that's probably the most surprising to me. Yeah, ocean demand being up still is it was surprising. But like, so we really don't have a demand problem right now. We have mm-hmm. a demand problem relative to the amount of capacity we yeah. have. But in terms of like historical demand, I mean, we're we're back on that ten year trend line. That's been the case. For a while, really, really. Yeah, six months. That's true. And if you look at volumes throughout the year, outside of October, I mean, you've seen an increase pretty much every month from the previous month. And I think that growth on a month-over-month thing is what you need to see in the freight market. You mentioned it, import volumes. I mean, you look at, at what they've done, right? You have golden wheat. Typically, after that, you see volume levels on the ocean decline into the first quarter, uh, before ramping up right into the Lunar New Year. Well, this year they bounced back. They're off their peak, which is expected, but it's been more of this like prolonged, I don't want to call it upcycle, but from a demand side perspective, I mean, they're, they're higher than where they were in what, I think any of the last three years uh, currently. So overall, it's one of those things that the ocean market is, is kind of the one that's breaking seasonal norms if you want to right say that and i think that's what's if you're looking for a positive sign domestically that would be it i i think it just shows that there is going to be some level of demand there now you mentioned it intermodal volumes right growing and they've grown relative to truckload probably better than truckload volumes have and I think that is the market that stands to gain from this ocean volume because, again, you, you're losing that time-sensitive nature. Like, yeah. the freight that's leaving overseas is not going to be here before the... Right now, it'd be pushing it to be here before the end of the year. It's definitely not going to be on the shelves by the end of the year. Like, this is stuff that needs to move in Q1. So it makes more sense. That's the time where the rail could probably benefit versus truckload because you just don't need things moved. And you take the slower service that comes at a discount in rail and intermodal. And I think you're seeing that with the railroads getting aggressive, right? They've improved their service and now they're approaching... And and they're approaching shippers now that may have never... They either haven't used intermodal and the rails in a long time or at all, and they're approaching them trying to to gain market share ultimately. It's a growth area. It, it's yeah. a growth area, I really think, for 2024. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, let, let's go ahead and pull up the uh, the truckload volume chart just so we can kind of see what Tony and I are talking about here. So dark blue shaded line about 90% of the way over on their screen right there. That is a year to date as of this morning. So we saw that big dip there for Thanksgiving, like you've seen for all those subsequent years, 2020 and 2021 being those uh, yellow and blue line out the top of your screen, and then 2022 and 2019 in green and orange below. So we are in between, excuse me, we're above 2022, we're above last year, and we're above 2019, right? Obviously below the, the COVID crazy years. Now, here's what's interesting. If you look at that Every the, For the last four years, not including this year, for the previous four years, the month of December has declined, again, up until December 24th, right? That's mm-hmm. kind of when that real dip starts to happen. But So up until then, between now and between December 24th, 25th, truckload volume like has declined decline yeah. on the good years, 4%, on the bad years, closer to 8%. 
Yeah. Um, so really the, like the question is like, we're going to decline from here. It's a matter of, are we closer to that 4% number, which indicates that, you know, it's a good year and we might be going into a better January or is it close to that 8%, which is a much bigger hole to have to climb out of? I mean, I'd be, it feels like, and I say this right now because just if, in 2022, you were on this decline throughout the entire year, right? And that really stopped in, what, March of this year? And then we've been climbing ever since. I think what you're doing is setting that baseline now slightly higher. And I think that's what sets up 2024 for from a volume perspective. Like, odds are, at least at the moment, feels like volumes will be positive through the first half of the year. I mean, looking at this, we were talking about crossing over 2019 level volume levels, which was... A, a we got soft, dangerously close a few times. Yeah, I mean, they did... And yeah, they crossed holiday. over on holidays, but I mean, I mean, we did get close, especially there in in mid June, right? I mean, we're talking like a percent above, right, or less than a percent, and now we've climbed up to what? We're ten percent above last year, which at this time we're three four percent above twenty nineteen. So you're talking that fifteen to. 18% above 2019, I mean, at this which is point, about where you yeah. want to be. I mean, That's that would true. be healthy growth from a volume perspective over time. So like going into 2024, somewhere above that, like in that 15 to 18% range above 2019 levels would be good. The question is like, what happens back to the macro economy? Like, you saw the first signs of slowing consumer spending in October. And like, we'll get November spending will be healthier than October's. But I mean, it's boosted by Black Friday and Cyber Monday and just that that five-day retail holiday, basically. it Spending is driven largely in November through that. So what are those impacts? And like, give it to the first two months of the year of next year, like I'll say February and March, I'll take January out because people will spend, they'll get stuff for holidays and they'll continue to spend. It's the Trust them gift cards, baby. Yeah, exactly. And, and what's interesting, I need to learn how those are factored in because ultimately you're selling it. You're spending that money early, right? Like somebody's recognizing that as a sale and then you're turning around and using the money that's already been paid to the company to buy an actual good. Like if I bought a $100 Target gift card and gave it to you, but you didn't use it for a month, like they don't get to recognize $100 twice. Like they sold, I bought it, and you're just using that. According to Baker Tilly, the gift card revenue is not recognized until the gift card is redeemed in the future. Interesting. Um, so, okay. No good or service has been exchanged. I'm sure there's a lot more to it than that. There's a certain time. Because like when you buy, when you go to Walmart, right? And you mm -hmm. buy a gift card for whatever, right? Um, the theater, the... Yeah, you're, I guess you're the, paying the... You're paying Walmart, right? I guess. But like how much of that gift card do they really get? 
Yeah, I don't know. It's probably very marginal, I would imagine. Yeah. Like 1%, maybe 2%. I don't know. Yeah. And then, so maybe their revenue, I would think, gets recognized. Then, but then the the other 98, 99% of the revenue, it looks like you got to wait till the future. Yeah. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. And so, I mean, with that comes other spending, right? It spurs other spending. Right. If you have a $100 gift card and you go in and spend $120, like, you're buying more stuff than what's already covered. And I think that's I think that's where I was trying to get to. Like give it past January. Like what does February, March look like? Because those are traditionally yeah. what the softest months the freight movement. I mean, January's slow, but you're coming off this peak into into February. I mean, I look at it every year we have up here, you see Outside, I mean, 2021, you were declining until you had the freeze in Texas in that yellow line. Yeah, that's true. That boosted freight demand. But I mean, every other year, you've been declining in February until the very end of the month, and it starts to pick up. What, is spend, what do spending trends say in, in February and March? And I know the consumer, I talk about the consumer all the time up here, and no, that's not the entire portion of the freight economy, but it is a large driver of the freight economy. Yeah. And paying attention to those trends and like what can impact the consumer and how the consumer feels. I think that's the other part is right now consumer confidence is like in the tank, but they're spending like that's not the case at all. So it's it's like against the American consumer. Yeah, it's almost like sentiment has broken away from what from reality and I, mean, I think yeah, I think people are just they're just mad they think that things are bad but it, they don't it's not changing their spending habits I think that's like they, they want a sense of relief of some kind and yeah. they're just like I'm not gonna get it so I'm just gonna spend anyway it may be money I don't have and I just I want a semblance of normalcy again yeah um, is that a wise thing to do time will tell yeah I mean it depends on how you're spending right depends on how you're spending right savings rates are already near the lowest they've been historically, but in credit card balances are at all time highs, like that combination. But if you can afford it, congrats, like continue to do it. I'm not going to sit here and say, save your money. Like things are going, but I think at some point the consumer has to look at themselves and look at their own financial situation. And you start looking at delinquency rates that are on the rise uh, across like credit cards, auto loans, things like that. Like those are financial burdens that don't impact their lagging indicators because I mean, you're talking, it takes 60 days before you are delinquent. Yeah. And then like, what are the impacts of that? I mean, if it ultimately leads to bankruptcy and things like that, those are lasting impacts to your financial situation. I mean, I've been looking at apartments and rentals and things like that. If you file bankruptcy any time within like the last seven years, you're just automatically excluded. So like it doesn't just impact right now situation. It's a future impact. And I think that's why it's so important for the consumer themselves to 
look in the mirror and figure out their financial situation. And if it's stronger than it is, I mean, it's going to help boost the freight market. But if they yeah. if they eventually realize that they are running into issues, like that could be a negative for freight demand in the future. Totally could be. Yeah. Tom, time will tell for sure. Um what ultimately happens. We're, we're gonna we're gonna take a look at the truckload rates here in a second too to see what the impact of, all, of the holidays too have been. But before we do, so I got I got a question too, more of a more of a Christmassy or just present question, if you will, less about freight. But okay, so if you get a gift card, mm-hmm. right? What type of a gift card would you want to receive? Can't say Amazon or Walmart. That's boring. But you can get whatever you want there, but like. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. I love gift cards that, like, I'm like, man, I never would use Like, if I get, like, an AMC gift card, go to the movies, I never go to the movies, ever. Doesn't help freight, but, like, I never go to the movies. But if I get an AMC gift card, I'm so excited because I'm like, this gives me a reason to go to the movies. Yeah. See, like, stuff like that kind of excites me because it forces me to do something that, you wouldn't that I wouldn't otherwise do. Even if you gave me the cash to go buy tickets, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy tickets. I'd do something else with the money. Yeah, I think mine would be probably golf related to some extent. But I mean, I've been given gift cards to go spend playing golf and I, I don't end up using them because like I'm already paying for that in a club membership. Yeah. And so it's like, well, I don't need to go do something else. What I'm hearing is you're going to give it to me next time. If you want it. Remember, you missed my half birthday. So you missed my birthday, my actual birthday. So listen, Tony, we don't need. To, it's not. It's not always about you. Okay, <laughs> all right. Like you gotta learn to think about other people here. Okay, get your mother Teresa on once in a while. Now, all right. So back to freight. We gotta look at rates here real quick because we we know demand's been doing well, but what about rates? Well, this year rates haven't really looked that great. Um, but they're they're starting to inch up a little bit. Mm-hmm. We haven't. There's at least holiday movement. Mm-hmm. There's at least some semblance of upward pressure. We're up about ten cents from the Q4 low, um, or about actually no, closer to sixteen cents a mile from the Q4 low. At least on the spot side. By the way, uh, blue here on this chart is spot line haul. No fuel here. I've taken fuel out. Blue is the line haul spot, and that pink up there at the top is the contract uh, spot for van. So still a big spread. Right, we're still flirting with what's that? About fifty cents a mile, just about. Uh, more than that. yeah, right around that, somewhere yeah. in that range, which is it's, wide. It's I mean, wide. it probably needs to be about it's less wide than it was back in May. Like, if you think the Q4 low for contract rates was two thirty a mile, so we're up five cents a mile from there. But the Q4 low was one buck seventy a mile line haul for spots, so we're up sixteen cents a mile. So we've definitely narrowed the gap in Q4. Yeah. In Q4, the gap's been narrowed. Where do you think we go from here? I I mean, from a rate perspective, I think you're going to see continued upward pressure through the end of this year. I don't think is that's... Is this pure seasonality, you think? Or I is think any market rebalancing? I say it is, because if you were to put the NTIL over top of, 20, of include 2019 in there, they are moving almost in lockstep, and they have been for... I'm going to say... I'm gonna pull it up while Tony's talking. Yeah, they they're almost moving almost in lockstep, and like the only difference when you look at the actual spot rate itself, like compare NTI to NTIL, the difference. Well, NTIL 2023 versus 2019, and then NTI versus 2019 and 2023, like that the spread between the two, the only impacts are actually fuel. Like I think they are identical to each other. Uh, as of this morning. So 
I think it is pure seasonality. I think the question is, how far do we go uh, on this upward move for the holidays, right? I mean, we were, what, $2 a mile uh, mid-December last year and peaked out at almost 230. So you saw what, what's that, 15% increase in spot rates, almost 30 cents. So, I mean, if we see that from where we are now, I mean, you're talking 215 a mile. I mean, that's nothing to write home about, but it's better than a dollar seventy. So I think overall, it's just from a rate perspective, like this is the time from a carrier perspective to keep upward pressure on rates because this is the one, arguably the one time a year that you have the leverage to push rates up and you need to use it. And the question is, how much will they use it? And I think that's the harder part to to gauge. I mean, we have the forecast and heck, let's go ahead and bring it up. And, and so I'll give you this, a couple of details. We'll bring up the forecast here in just a second. Before we do though, um, so we're up 10% from our Q4 low yeah. right now. Um, 2019, we ended the year up 18% from the Q4 low, which by the way, was also in October, right? Yeah, it should be. I mean, that would right, be pure be. seasonality. I apologize. I was wrong, folks. We are currently up 8.5% yeah. from the Q4 low, so just under 10%. So we need to go up. Another 10%? Yeah, another an additional 10% from here. Which would, which would which would take us just north of uh, of two two bucks a mile, yeah. about almost two hundred five a mile line haul. So, if we follow the same trend as twenty nineteen, and we're on track, like you said, so now let's go ahead and pull up the freightways forecast here. Obviously, it's a different freight environment than what we were in then, but this is what the forecast is is predicting. It's predicting us to jump. There's a difference. There is a difference this. here. These are All these. Are all in. These do include fuel. And you've got that in there, right? right. You've got the pink. The, the pink, pink line is the actual all in. 233 a mile, including fuel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Up from a, bo- a low of a, what looks like maybe 218, 219. Yeah. Um, and we're going to 259. So what's, uh, help me out here. That's a pro- that's about 10%. Where we have to, yeah. I mean, it's just a little over 10% in the next through the beginning of the year. So, I mean, you're talking, what? It's yeah, probably it's 11%, 12%. Basically. Yeah, it's 11%. So, it's, I mean, about what you would expect, right? And now, the question is, do we, we see the forecast here, and it was forecasting a slight decline here at the beginning of the month. That hasn't happened right. yet, at least yet. Like, we may see a dip in the coming week or so, but it doesn't feel likely. Yeah. Now for yeah. folks who haven't seen this, by the way, the, the, the blue line, the blue dotted line is our forecast and the pink line is the actual. So you can actually see how the forecast and the actual have been over time. We don't readjust the forecast. Mm. Um, it's pretty close. Directionally, directionally, directionally it's, it's, Darn your spot on. Yeah. It's the, sometimes it gets the final amount wrong, which it, you would expect. Yeah. I mean, how accurate are forecasts? I mean, overall? listen, this is basically if, like it, saying, like if I'm looking at this, this, is what it is. It's basically like the weathermen telling us that, like, hey, tomorrow the high is 87, and it, it ends up being 89. Yeah, like exactly. That's what this is. Or 
Hey, it's going to rain. It is 87 and it's 85. Like, right, exactly. It's forecast like, to be 87 and end up only being 85. Right. Like, like hey, the temperature is going to drop 10 degrees tomorrow. It only drops eight. Yeah. But That's what this is. ultimately, it's showing that carriers are going to have some leverage to push rates up yeah. in the next few weeks. And for a carrier, like, this is the time to make the money to pull you through Q1. Yeah. So be smart about your finances right now. Well, Everybody should be smart about your finances oh, yeah. always, but but anyways, if we if we do get to two uh, fifty nine all in, let's just call it two sixty, right? Is that the highest rate of the year? It's not, but man, it's darn close. Yeah. It's darn close. Yeah, I mean, the only time it would have been higher was coming off of last year's coming off of season. last year holiday season, right? Where we got to what J- January seventh, something like that. It let's was see, January third, and it was two eighty three. But by, listen, by when, when did it hit 260 again? January 19th. So by January 19th, it was already back under 260. Yeah, so I mean, we'll see what happens. And my guess is we'll see a decline in this. Uh, it'll take a little bit of time uh, in the first part of the year as capacity comes online. And who knows? We may see, we already saw a bunch of exits happening now like if we see an acceleration in exits over the next few weeks like it could help prop these up but it it sure doesn't feel like this this increase there's going to be a subsequent decline come the beginning of the year and seasonality would tell you that absolutely yeah we're still seeing those exits happen so it'll be interesting to see where it all lands um I mean, we're we're not far off though from this. I mean, this is an exciting. I think this is. I think this is an exciting time for carriers. Yeah. Um. You really get. I mean, just beyond like obviously a little bit of upward pressure on rates, right? Obviously, they're not where carriers want them. I get that, right? And, but this is a time you at least get to be a hero to some of your shippers too. Yeah. So not only do you get some of the higher rates, you also get the goodwill. Hopefully, get the goodwill. If you get the goodwill, could be could could pay out in the long run. Can be really valuable. Well, anyways, folks, um, we've learned obviously that Tony hates fun with uh, Bitcoin, but otherwise, have a fantastic rest of your day, and we'll see you next week live on With Sonar. Take care. 